Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 1, I want to share a thought with you tonight, some things that God exalted, some things that God has put at the forefront. I think every one of us can look at our life and we can go back and realize that there are some things that we have put at the forefront of our life, whether good or bad, uh, whether they're things of God or things of this world. There are things that we have put at the forefront that have taken the preeminence in our life, that we have made them number one. Well, I want you to know that God, the creator of all creation, has exalted some things. And these things that he exalted, he has put at the forefront. And I believe when God puts something at the forefront and God exalts something, I believe we ought to open our eyes to it. And I think we ought to recognize what is important to the Lord. And whatever is important to Him ought to be important to us. And if it means a lot to Him and enough to Him to exalt above everything else, it ought to mean enough to us to also exalt above everything else. So I want us very plainly tonight to look at some things that God exalted. Hebrews 1 and verse 1. God, who at sundry times and divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, and upholding all things by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, bless the reading of your word tonight. Give us the strength, Lord, to get understanding of your word. I pray, Lord, that you have your will and way done in this place this evening. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Some things that God exalted. Number one, the first thing that God exalted was his son, Jesus Christ. As we look in Hebrews chapter 1, we see that his son is exalted above the angels. In fact, as you go throughout scripture, we find that his son, Jesus Christ, is exalted above all other biblical characters that we have in the Bible. In fact, if you go to the Old Testament, there are some pictures that are drawn in the Old Testament. For instance, there's a man by the name of Joseph who was to be an Old Testament picture of the character of Jesus Christ. Joseph probably lived one of the best lives here on this earth. Nowhere in scripture do I find where Joseph ever messed up, but we know he did. We know by nature he was a sinner, but boy, what a great character he had. But there was one that came greater than him. 
And if you remember, God exalted Joseph because of his character, and he became the king of the world. And if you were going to eat, if you were going to have drink, if you were going to fill your belly, you had to go through Joseph. And that is a picture of Jesus Christ. Jesus fulfilled everything that Joseph was. Jesus was everything that Joseph was and even more. Also think about King Solomon. And this is a picture that God tried to draw from a king. A king with all the riches in the world. There's never been a more wealthy, wealthier king in the world than King Solomon. King Solomon had it all. He had more than any king or queen or, or president. He had more than anybody could imagine. I believe if you could put a number to the wealth of Solomon, it would go far beyond our imagination today. And the Bible described this king in all of his glory and all of his greatness. But the Bible said that one day there would come one greater than Solomon. And may I tell you, there is one that came that is greater than Solomon, and it's Jesus Christ. Solomon was great. Solomon's full of glory, but not as much glory as Jesus Christ. Aaron was a picture of the priesthood, and all of those priests that came along, and they drew this picture that one day a priest would come and would stand between God and man. And all of those priests did a great job, and they fulfilled their duties, but they did not become the priest that Jesus did. Jesus did what no other high priest could do because he's Jesus. Because God exalted him above every other priest. Elijah is an awesome prophet. Elisha was a great prophet. You go back and think about all the great prophets. What great speakers. What great pictures of the coming Messiah. But I want you to know that Jesus was the greatest prophet to ever walk upon the face of the earth. When we get down to it who's the greatest preacher I don't even rank in that because Jesus is the greatest preacher who ever walked upon the face of the earth I want you to know that God exalted him above everybody notice what it said in verse 4 being made so much better than the angels he exalted him above the angels he exalted him above Abraham above Moses understand that God exalted his son above every other person understand that when it comes to equal we're not equal with Jesus Jesus is above us but how we try to do it on this earth is we try to look at all these groups and this group's above that group and that group's below this group and I'm above him but they're below me and above me that's wrong because the Bible says we're all sinners in the eyes of God and the only one that is apart from that is Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. And that's why he is exalted. That's why he is above all, because he does not sin and never sin like man does. Now, I want you to notice the resume here in verse 2. Notice the resume of his son. He said in verse 2, Hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things. God the Father put it all in the Son. He made him heir of all things. So everything that God has, he put in Jesus. Why is Jesus above all? Because he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Everything that God is rests within the person of Jesus Christ. Notice the next thing. By whom also he made the worlds. He's the creator. Huh. Man, I would say he's been exalted. He's the creator of the universe. 
Why is Jesus greater and above all? Why is he better than Muhammad? Why is he better than Baal? Because he is the creator of all creation. And without Jesus, we would not even exist. And God chose to exalt him to be the creator of humanity. Notice verse 3. Who being the brightness of his glory. Let me tell you something. There's been a lot of lights that have came to this world to shine on behalf of God. But there's never been a brighter light than Jesus Christ. He is the brightness of the glory of God. If mankind has ever seen God truly, it was through his son, Jesus Christ. Boy, isn't that beautiful. The brightness. He said in the express image of his person. To have the very express image of his father. What a wonderful thing. That he had the expressed image of God the father. And that came and dwelt among men. And we beheld his glory. (laughs) We beheld his glory. This was God in flesh. He is the express image of his father. And nobody else on the face of the earth can say that they are the express image of God. People said it all week. Boy, you look like your brother. (laughs) You look like your brother. Bless my heart is all I can say. Boy, you look like your daddy. Ain't nobody ever said you look like God. Jesus looks like God. He's the very expressed image of his Father. Notice, in upholding all things by the word of his power. He did everything that he promised to do. He is a man of his word. Notice this, when he had by himself purged our sins. Why is he exalted above all? Because he is the Savior of the world. He did the atonement work at Calvary. He did everything that needed to be done so that we may have a Savior. Notice this, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high. There's only one that's allowed to sit at the right hand of God, and it's his son Jesus. And may I tell you, you don't deserve that place, and I don't deserve that place, but Jesus does because he has been exalted. Now let's go verse 4. Being made so much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Number two, his name. His son has been exalted, and then the name of his son has been exalted. And I love what the Hebrew writer says, a more excellent name than they. He has a more excellent name than they. May I tell you that the name of Jesus is exalted above every other name on the face of the earth. There is power in the name of Jesus. The name Jesus is different than any other name. My name does not hold the power that the name of Jesus does. I want you to look with me in Philippians chapter 2. Very familiar passage of scripture. But I want you to follow me. Ephesians, uh, Philippians, excuse me, chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2 and in verse 9. The Bible says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name. Understand that God chose to exalt him above everybody else. He chose to exalt his name above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. That every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. It is such a commanding, demanding name that 
that all of creation is one day going to have to bow down to that very name. And that very name will, will be confessed by every tongue that has ever been on planet earth. May I tell you that every soul one day will have to bow down and they will have to confess the name Jesus. Why is that, preacher? Why... Is it that we have to confess the name Jesus? Because that's what God chose. And God chose us and he chose his son to be the savior of the world that in order for us to go to heaven, we were going to have to call upon the name of Jesus. I did not invent salvation. A bunch of Baptists back 500 years ago didn't sit down and say, well, let's come up with a way to be saved. May I tell you, God created salvation. God invented salvation. And if you're going to go to the Father, you're going to have to go through the name of Jesus Christ. I want you to understand that in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 it says neither is there salvation in any other for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved it is at his name may I tell you that it's at his name that we are granted access to the throne of God you cannot go to God without the name of Jesus you're not allowed into his presence the Bible says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God we have come short of the glory of God. We can't enter His presence. The only way we can enter into the presence of a holy, righteous God is to be reconciled by His Son, Jesus Christ. And at the very name of Jesus, we're allowed into that throne room. At the very name of Jesus, we're allowed into the presence of God. Boy, what a great presence we've had here in the Lord's house this last week. The only reason that we've had such a presence is because of the name Jesus. Jesus gives us the access to the presence of the Father. And without Him, you cannot go into the presence of God. You cannot go because He and He alone is the high priest. And you cannot go into the Holy of Holies without the high priest. And you've got to go through Him. Also, His name provides us eternal security. At his very name, a soul that is destined for a devil's hell can be saved and saved forevermore. At the very precious name of Jesus, Hayden come running down here the other night. He fell on his face and he cried out to Jesus. And at that very name, at that very name, when he said amen, he picked his head up. He was grinning ear to ear like a light bulb. I didn't have to ask anything. I didn't have to say, well, if you died right now, where would you go? Because at the very name of Jesus, life was granted to him for all of eternity. And what a promise that he will never perish. Never perish at the name of Jesus. I thought about another thing the name allows us. It provides us eternal security, but it also answers lots of prayer. If you want prayers answered, go through the name of Jesus. I read this not long ago, but in James 5.14, it says, If any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. Anoint him in the name of the Lord. Pray in the name of the Lord. Praying in the name of Jesus is very effective tonight. 
May I tell you that if you want your prayers to go above this ceiling, you must pray in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I I get bothered when I go to a church and I hear people pray and they don't pray in the name of Jesus. There is something wrong. Your prayers is not leaving this building if you don't pray in the name of Jesus. It is in that very name where the sick are healed. It's in that very name where our petitions are granted. It is at the name of Jesus because everything we're granted is not at our merit, but it's at his merit. It's at his merit. That's why we must go through his name. Isn't it a wonderful name? Isn't it a precious name? It's the greatest name on the face of the earth. It's greater than Muhammad. Hello? Y'all awake? It's greater than Baal. It's greater than all the false gods because all those false gods aren't gods. There's only one true living God and His name is Jesus. He is the only one that can grant us that access to the Father. He's the only one that can provide us that eternal security. And may I tell you, He's the only one that can answer prayer. I want you to look with me in Psalm 138. And I want to look at the third thing that's exalted. And I found this the other day. And this is why I preached this sermon tonight. Because this verse got a hold of me. And I've seen something I've never seen before. But there is something that is exalted above the name of Jesus. And it blew me away. And I could not believe it. And it was there the whole time. Psalm 138 and verse 2. I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. Now listen. For thou hast magnified thy word above all of thy name. David is writing this by the inspiration of God. And he says, for thou hast magnified thy word above all of thy name. That means that God has exalted his word above his name. And boy, I got to looking at that. I thought, whoa, 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 what version am I reading? Surely something's off. Surely I'm wrong. Surely nothing is higher than the precious name of Jesus. But in fact, it is. In fact, the Bible says that His Word is above His name. That He magnified, He exalted above all of His name. David wrote it by inspiration of God. And I got to praying about that and I got to thinking about that. And I went back to my childhood. And I remember that old mean daddy of mine that stayed on me all the time. And I remember that saying, he used to say, that your name will only be as good as your word. And if your word's not any good, your name's not any good. And if you want a good name, you better have a good word. And if you can't keep your word, then your name won't be of any good. It won't be of any good if you can't keep your word. And I got to thinking, what makes the name of Jesus so great? And the thing that makes the name of Jesus so great is because of His word. And if it wasn't for His Word, we wouldn't even know how powerful the name of Jesus is. And God keeps His Word. God's never lied to us. May I tell you, you've been told lies. You have been filled. You have been told stories by everybody but the Lord. God cannot tell a lie. And that's why today that we know the name of Jesus is above all other names in all of the world. But do you know why we know that? Because God said it. And if God 
said it, then it has to be so. And I know today that that is the only name that will grant you access into the very presence of God because His Word is true and God has never lied nor will He ever tell a lie. And if God said if you bow down to Jesus you can go to heaven, then that's how you're going to heaven because God is a God of His Word and His Word is so good that it makes His name good. And I want you to know that God's never lied. I'm telling you God has made promise after promise after promise after promise and He's going to make good on every promise. He made a promise that if you bow down to the name of Jesus and trust in Him and call out to Him that He'll save you. Man, the very day that I bowed down and cried out to the Lord, He saved my soul. You know why? Because His Word told me that He would. And He came in and He saved me that day. And all that day He gave me a promise that He put me in the hand of the Father and nothing plucked me out of that hand. I couldn't even pluck my own self, Miss V, out of the hand of God. What a promise! It's that Word that is so great that makes His name so great. And oh man, He told me that no matter what I go through, He's going to be right there. He told me no matter what I go through in life, that He'll never leave me nor forsake me. That He'll be right there beside me leading me through. Oh, what a promise. I'm glad God is a God of His Word. He told me that every trial and every trouble that I went through, that I would have a strength and a power from on high. That all I'd have to do is fall down and pray to that precious name. And let me tell you, it hadn't failed me yet. It hadn't failed me yet. Miss Marlene, it hadn't failed us yet. That you can still call out to that name because God gave us a promise. Because God's kept His Word. That's why his name's so good. Because his word is good. So his name is good. So his person is good. He is who he is. He is who he says he is. Let me tell you another promise. He told me there would come a day that the eastern sky is going to split wide open. He told me about a day that's coming when all the former things are going to be passed away, but all things are going to become new. And just like I believe that day that Jesus saved my soul, I believe in a real place called heaven. And I know that Jesus has gone and prepared that place because God is a God of His Word. And everything God ever told me is true. And God said there's a place called heaven and there's a place called hell. And I'll tell you tonight, I believe Him. And I know that that place is real. But I'll tell you this, I'm not going to hell. I, you can't, you can't, the devil himself can't drag me to hell. <laughs> Jesus done saved my soul. And by the word of God, I can't go to hell if I wanted to. You can tell me all day to go there and I can't go there. It's impossible because the word of God said I'm saved, I am bought, I am redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus. The word of God, there is nothing more sure, there is not, not a greater foundation in this world than the word of God. Man, it told me about a place called heaven. Man, I'm telling you. Whoo! I can't shout because my voice is so bad. I want to shout. But I'm glad the Word of God is a sure word of prophecy. I'm glad that I can rest on it. That I can lay my head down on my pillow tonight knowing that, a, that God is the God of His Word. You know why His name is good? Because His Word is good. He's splitting that eastern sky. Well, preacher, I'm an atheist. And I don't believe that. Your belief ain't going to change who he is. 
And whether you believe it or don't believe it, it's definitely not going to change his word. And I found this to, to be effective. Like it or not, you better just accept it and have faith in it and trust him. May I tell you, God's good, and he's good all the time. Trust him. His word is good, and his word has been exalted above all, that we can rest on his word. Let the world go to, go to pot. Let, let everybody starve to death. God doesn't say he's going to take care of us. He give us his word. Is his word enough for you? Is his word enough for you tonight? Isn't his word sweet? Isn't it good? My little old girl singing victory in Jesus. There's victory in Jesus. How do we know? Because his word. Man, what great victory. What a mighty word. What a precious name. What an awesome man. A man above all men. These men puff their chest up. Man, that's a man, right? I'll tell you who a man is. That's Jesus. Because God exalted him above all. One of the greatest days of my life is when I realized I was going to die and go to hell. And without Jesus, I could not go to heaven. And I humbled myself before an almighty God. And I called upon the precious name of Jesus. And that very day, I got saved. You say, preacher, are you serious? I sure am. Because his word said he'd save me. And I believe him. And at that moment, Hayden, I know why you're smiling. Because I've been there. And that very moment, God breathed his spirit into me. Oh, what a precious day. Heaven ain't real, preacher. All that stuff ain't real. Yeah, it is. You can take this way you want to because I got it right here. I know it's real because he's good to his word. You can trust him tonight. Put your faith and trust in him this evening. Let's all stand. And while she plays, I want to ask you if you have a decision you need to make tonight, would you come? Maybe you're here and you need to be saved. Would you come? If you need to make a public decision, would you come? These altars are going to be open. Y'all come at this time.